So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a, I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. It's for my office. It's fragile. You see? Yes, and hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. Today we are reviewing the 2012 cult horror movie, I guess you could say. It's not too old, but a lot of people are pretty fond of it. We are reviewing Sinister. It is an hour long and 50 minutes, so just under that two-hour mark if you are planning on watching it. It has an IMDb rating of 6.8 out of 10, and it is currently sitting at 12.85 on the popularity. Now, I remember watching this movie a little while ago, but I don't really remember a whole lot from it. The synopsis of it says, Washed up true crime writer Ellison Walt, Walt Oswald, Jesus Christ, finds a box of Super 8 home movies in his home and suggests that the murder that he is currently researching in the work of a serial killer whose legacy dates back to the 1960s. So he basically finds tapes, and these tapes are killing people. And he's still killing people, even though he was back in the 1960s, but... Anyways, the main cast is Ethan Hawke as Ellison Oswald. Juliet Rylance as Tracy, James Ransom as Deputy, Fred Thompson as Sheriff, and then we have the kids. We have Michael D. Andrew as Trevor, and that's pretty much the most of the people you need to know. It has three wins and awards for Best Score, Best Actor, and Ethan Hawke, understandable, and Best TV Horror Spot. So yeah. A lot of people like it, so we'll see if Tyler likes it. And right off the bat, I mean right off the bat, we already have four people killed. It's like a whole entire family. It appears to be one of these tapes that will supposedly come into play later. But, I mean, we're not even 30 seconds in. We get credits and then we have four deaths already on the already on the board. The contraption to pull this off, though, is pretty uh, pretty sophisticated. He tied all a noose around all four of their necks and then proceeded to tie the other end to a tree branch and cut the tree branch and basically suspended all of them. So this killer's got some ingenuity. And so already off the bat, 
the kids aren't too happy about being here. And of course, we found out that the dad is a true crime writer. And the son is like, I want to go see what the crime scenes look like. Because of course he does. And the daughter's already being defiant in the way that she's going. You wanted to move here. I didn't. So, quite a nice, big, happy family. Kentucky Blood was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And what if that was your 15 minutes? Okay. What if it was? If it was, you can't just spend the rest of your life chasing after it. If you miss out on these years with the kids, you won't get them back. I just need one more chance. That's all. One more. Okay. I got a really good feeling about good. this. I really do. But Elle, I don't think I can do this again. No, you're not going to have to. No, you mean it. If this goes sour, like last time, I'll take Trevor and Ashley and go back home to my sisters. Ouch. So she basically said, look, if you don't figure this out, I'm bailing. No pressure at all, but Jesus Christ. So yeah, he's a writer. He tries to figure out like cold crimes or not. Yeah, cold crimes, cold cases. And so he starts setting up his office in this whole weird conspiracy theory thing. And and oh boy, he, he this definitely doesn't look like he's a psychopath. And now he's got a hold of the tapes. So this is just, you know, step one of what not to do. <laughs> like I understand in crime scene investigation, you want to watch as much evidence as you can and all that, but... The, he even put it on there. The box of films was suspicious to begin with. <laughs> so this is going to be extra sus. Sus to the maximum. Maybe I made a mistake in picking this movie. Because he begins to review the films. And they're all on <laughs> like 88mm film. So they have no sound. So I could play the audio for you, but it just sounded like... And so, now that he's watched the suicide videos, spooky things happen in nowhere. I'm sorry, I don't know why I found this so funny. It's just, it was leading up to a jump scare. And it was just the daughter in the laundry room. So I was like, oh, shit. It's a kid. <laughs> but anyways, it just plays to the fact that they're in a new house. And so she doesn't know where she's going. Thus, everything goes back to normal. And now Daddy-O goes back to watching the suicide tapes. Because... I guess he's got nothing better to do. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So this guy is just going to straight up traumatize himself. Because the second video. Well I guess we're now up to seven. Because we had three people die inside of a car. 
because another family was tied up and put inside of a car and then firebombed. Like, it's just progressively getting more and more, I don't know, over the top. Oh boy, now he starts hearing footsteps and things go creaking and bumping in the night. But it's not the kids. It must be the killer suicide tapes. Holy lord, so... The dad goes down and starts hearing all these bumps in the night. He goes downstairs and finds his son doing the exorcist thing coming out of a box. Like, Jesus. So apparently it's kind of normal, though, because the kid does have night terrors. But, jeez, Louise, he just, I, I don't know how I'd react to that if my kid just all of a sudden started going straight up exorcist on me. Be finding him an adoption shelter. <laughs> And so now he's starting to get obsessed with the videos to the point where he finds a face in the window of one of the cars. Again, kind of hard to, to display that through audio clips, but you can tell by the intensity of that music that he's getting real serious. Before the Stevensons moved here, they lived where the Miller family murders happened. Holy shit. Damn it, Martinez family, you brought the damn, the damn suicide killer tape curse. Way to go. You've screwed everyone, Martinez's. Yeah, but basically, long story short, apparently they used to live in the suicide house that the first, like, tree family was killed in. Then the Martinez moved, I guess, probably to get away from the suicide house. And instead they brought it to the new house. Which is now the house that they are living in. Don't you just love it when things go full circle? He never said anything about anyone being drowned. The only other significant link between the murder cases is that in each instance the killer murdered the entire family except one. A child, which he took with him. That and this symbol appears in several of the crime scenes. That looks like something from out of the occult. Look, you might want to call the university. There's a professor over there, Professor Jonas. He's an occult crime expert, and the state police bring him in on some of the, uh, the weirder stuff. I think this qualifies. So where do you think that drowning happened? That's what I need you to find out. To save y'all the expense of not almost defecating yourself basically we have found the last and final tape so this is now the one two three four fifth tape and it's just called lawn work so i'm sure you can understand what it is and they drive the lawnmower and at the very end it shows that it's about to run over one of them we can only speculate that there's three of them and it had the loudest jump scare so i nearly had a 
heart attack. But now, after including the murder montage of all the different, oh man, all the different tapes. We had four in one, three in the other. And then in the last three tapes, we can only speculate that it was three because they said there was one child that was taken from all of them and those families of four. So we were sitting at 16, speculating 16, because we're not 100% certain. We can only speculate. So 16, <laughs> and we're halfway through. So it is, it's probably going to slow down now with the death count, but we'll see. And now he's still, he's talking to the professor about everything that's going on. They're saying how it's from like the 1960s. And it seems like he's found his new family. Or the wholesale eating of a child. So you're saying the person that made this symbol is, is eating children? Well, that would fit the stories. Now, uh, of course, a few times that this symbol has shown up, none of the crimes have been related in any way to any of this. And so this might be more of a cult initiation rather than, you know, the actual actions of any one man. He's eating children for breakfast like they were Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. Eat em up, eat em up, eat em up, eat em up, there goes Jimmy. So yeah, supposedly, this thing's like, almost like a satanic worshiper. So it's part of the occult, but he just chalks it up to it probably being somebody who's just using it as a scapegoat. But, if you've seen the videos... He's probably having his side of toast with a little bit of child soul on the side. Oh man, the jump scares in this are really something else. Especially these little spooky ghost children. <laughs> like if I wanted to seriously terrify everyone listening to this, I could just play this one portion. Where there's like three jump scares. <laughs> and that's all the sound that there is with children running in like slow motion. Oh man, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. I don't want to get any of y'all into a into a cardiac arrest situation here. But man, the amount of dead children in this dude's house—they are just coming out the woodwork, you know. Like we're up to four children that are just kind of roaming through his house. I don't know. It's a very weird sequence. So we're up to four, which means there's got to be five. movie just has a way of making you feel on edge like so he's going throughout the house with all these dead children running around with all these jump scares and all this spooky stuff and at the very end in, in that clip he checks on his daughter to make sure she's all right he sees her kind of like shuffle a little bit and he closes the door walks out and it shows that her eyes are wide open it's because she's staring at the fifth ghost child who painted the face of the sinister guy on the wall and it is 
absolutely terrifying. This especially doesn't help that I'm watching this at almost midnight with at like a computer screen with headphones on. I can't hear anything. Uh, somebody could be trying to suicide me right now, and I would never know. But I'm still here <laughs> for now. Oh man. So you don't believe in any of that otherworldly stuff, right? Are you kidding me? I believe in all that stuff. I, I wouldn't sleep one night in this place. Are you nuts? Four people were hung by their necks in the tree in your backyard, and that okay. poor little girl is probably God knows where after. God knows what. I, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You should try and get out more, Mr. Oswald. Try to clear your head. Total honesty. Last night, I thought something was in the house. And I woke up on the couch holding a baseball bat. Well, I guess if I thought something was in my home at night, I'd be a little bit freaked out, too. But listen to me, Mr. Oswald. If you sleep in this house, it's just going to do terrible things to your head. So I know that this was a long clip. But the interaction between these two, just as actors, they, they really bounce off one another really well in this. They both fit their characters really well. You both, yeah, it's almost like you're there. Either that or I'm just really tired. But it's just, it's moments like this in movies that really kind of make you feel like, like, you can really get entranced into a movie. Also, on the plus side, now the daughter's starting to draw dead girls on the wall. And the wife finds out that they're living in the murder house. Which I would be rather pissed off also if I found out that I moved in with my with my wife. And I, for some reason I did nothing to do with the housing. And I found out that... Uh, a lot of people died there. That, yeah, that wouldn't be very fun. So, this is just on the brink of complete and utter collapse now. That writing is what gives my life meaning. It, it, it's, these books are, are, are my legacy. I have always supported you doing what you love, Ellison. But writing isn't the meaning of your life. You and me, right here, this marriage, that's the meaning of your life. And your legacy, that's Ashley and Trevor. Your kids are your legacy. Again, I know I'm putting a lot of long clips in here of just, like, dialogue between people. But just... The acting in this movie is so above... It's so much better than normal, like, horror movies. Like, usually, as somebody who watches a lot of horror movies, it's usually bad. <laughs> like, it's usually B-list actors and actresses just kind of getting a paycheck. But, man, that acting in this is just, it's on, it's on another level, I gotta say. So that's, <laughs> that's something that I, it's, I don't want to give it away, but that's, oof. That's going to factor. 
Oh, shit, here comes the fucking suicide tapes. So now it all seems like it's coming to a head. He seems like he's either completely lost it, or his whole family's about to get murder-suicided. So he goes up into the attic to see all the dead kids are having a slumber party in the attic watching all the murder tapes. So that's always a fun thing to see. You know, most people have rats. He has dead children in the attic. To leave here. What's the matter? What's happened? You were right. I made a mistake. We should have never come to this house. We have to leave now. Oh, you're freaking me out here. Get the kids. Pack the car. We have to leave. Go! See, finally some sense. He's putting his foot down. He's like, hey, there's a murder or suicide that's going to happen in our house. We need to get the kids out and bail. But, of course, he seems psychotic. He looks like he hasn't slept in forever. And now he's driving the car. So this can only end perfectly. Now you weren't bullied away or anything, were you? I'm sorry. Well, what I mean is, I don't want to be reading in your book that angry town folks chased you out of here. If you've been mistreated, I want to know about it. There isn't going to be any book. No book? No, sir. Well, then, I don't see any reason for me to have your autograph. One more favor? Hold it under 60 till you cross the county line and do you somebody else's problem. Yes, sir. Again, look, I know, I'm sorry. A lot of this is just... Uh, a lot of it's just the interactions between the people. But that's because a lot of the scary parts are really loud and really in your face. And the other parts are drowned out by... Music that's supposed to make you feel very spooky and everything. It's a thing that they use in a lot of horror movies like that. So, there's I feel like there's no point in subjugating y'all to that. So, just enjoy the acting and all this. The acting is just very, very nice, very fun. It's very, very good acting and I really much enjoy that. But, you know... Like I said, I wish that all the scary movie or scary parts weren't just loud jump scares and I didn't have my 18th heart attack of the day, <laughs> but you know, but, um, yeah, so he's been kind of freaked out about it and he completely booked it out of town and he ain't looking back. And, uh, as soon as they get to their old house, he starts getting pictures of, the olden days from this book that was like from the professor like back in the 1600s and so now he's learning everything about it because you can't just end have a happy ending you're looking at an engraving an old sketch from the dark ages and fragments of a deteriorated fresco it just isn't a lot left everything else has been destroyed why well superstition Early Christians believed that Bagula actually lived in the images themselves and that they were gateways into his realm. 
gateways? Yes, the ancient church believed that he would take possession of those who saw the images and cause them to do terrible things. Or in some cases, he could even abduct the viewer into the images themselves. Children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bugol's possession and or abduction. What if you destroyed them? Sorry, I, I don't follow. If you destroyed the images with a fire, what, what, what would happen then? What? Do you mean literally or in the stories? In the, in the stories. If an image was destroyed, then the gateway would be closed and Bagul would no longer have access to this world, right? Mr. Oswald, what kind of book are you writing exactly? I don't know. I'm not even sure I have a book anymore. But thank you for your time. Anytime. Enjoy this nice little bit of it exposition because immediately after this the tape thing projector that he set on fire is now in his attic in the new house over like a hundred miles away so Bagul's gonna get him <laughs> oh no and there's only 14 minutes left in this movie so everything's about to go down Oh, but look, there's a little extended cut packet for him. You know what time it is? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but I've been trying to call you all day. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Okay, the problem is that you moved. How is that a problem? I was compiling all of the data that you've had me collecting, and once I started putting it together into a nice readable package, I saw the connection. It was <laughs> obvious. What was it? The dates, the addresses. Each family that you had me look up had previously lived in the house where one of the earlier murders took place. Each family. All five of them. Yes, and when you put them in chronological order, you can actually draw a line from murder to murder to murder. Okay, we knew that the Stevensons previously lived in the same St. Louis house where the Millers had their throats cut. Yes, so Mr. Deputy over here compiled everything into a nice readable packet to say that you screwed yourself and your family. (laughs) He said, this is how you did it. And this is how you fucked up. (laughs) Because, of course, he absolutely, he he knew what was going on. He tried to tell him, but he decided not to answer. And now, Daddy-O finds out that all the missing kids are the ones who are doing it. Because they do this stupid little, like, what would look like an Instagram thing. Where they go, shh, with their finger over their mouth. In front of the camera. This is the stupidest looking thing ever. And it doesn't translate well. And as soon as he figures that out. He knows. Well. I guess somebody's got to be the one to do it. And he looks at his coffee that. His daughter made for him. Because she's been trying to learn how to make his coffee. And there's ectoplasm in it. (laughs) Because it's like luminescent. And anyways he starts foaming at the mouth. And just completely keels over. And wakes up and. You know, the place that all parents want to be on a tarp wrapped in duct tape. And the daughter has a hatchet. <laughs> Excellent. Don't worry, Daddy. I'll make you famous again. Holy Christ, I do not remember it ending like this. Maybe I didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe I stopped. This has been a very. <laughs> 
creepy movie to watch right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like this 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 movie has made me feel the way that horror movies have not for quite a while. So basically, after they all wake up on the tarp, she says, Don't worry, Daddy, I'll make you famous. Sets down the camcorder, and the next thing you see, just the walls are covered in blood. You know, the same way that she was kind of painting all of this stuff in her room. All of the walls just covered in blood with, like, little finger painting and stuff on it. And then, ultimately, she's watching the tapes in her dad's office. And then the sinister dude shows up, picks her up, carries her into the painting, and she becomes one of them now. So he just pulls her into the painting. For some reason, he's wearing, like, construction gloves, which I I don't know about that, but... But Jesus, it... God, the ending of that movie just... It was gut-wrenching. Like, everyone's dead. The death count, I'm including the kids in the... In the paintings, too. Or videos. Whatever they are at this point. So, we're up to 25. Jesus. Man, that's a lot to process. Let's let's go ahead and hop on into this review. Alright, for the plot, I went ahead and gave this a 2. It's a pretty solid plot. It's a story about a man who wants to try to relive being famous by writing another book. So, he decides to move into a murder house where a suicide occurred of all the family members. And he's just trying to relive that. Excuse me, sorry about that. And he basically gets sucked into this. It's very... Like, the reason it's not a three is because they did kind of have to reach with the whole supernatural thing. But, I mean, it works. But that's the reason it's not a three. Acting, I gave it a three. The acting in this was very good. The interactions between everyone were very good. The kid wasn't that great, but I mean, that's kids. You you can't expect them to be great at acting. So I gave a three for that. I felt like everyone else just did a great job. Cinematography, I gave it 2.5. They did a really good job incorporating the 8mm film into it without it being too, like, overboard. The rest of the movie was shot normally with high budget cameras so it still looks very nice so they went ahead and get a 2.5 on the cinema for that and i went ahead and gave them a full bonus point for all the foreshadowing if you watch throughout the movie she's always painting stuff and like it always looks like blood on the wall i'm surprised i didn't point this out earlier but like i said i haven't seen this in a while honestly i thought it was gonna be the boy but it wasn't the boy (laughs) so It kind of threw me through a loop. But yeah, so... (laughs) Let me go ahead and add all this together. We have the 2 for the plot. 3 for acting. 2.5 for the cinematography. And the 1 point for the bonus point. That leaves us at a solid 8.5 out of 10. I know that's pretty high, but... Man, the acting in this was just... Was phenomenal. Uh... I feel like this is a really good movie. I know that there are a couple more Sinister movies. But I'm really afraid it's just going to be a lot like Hell House. 
or the first one's really good. Second one drops off, and maybe the third saves itself, but... I mean, just the way that this movie leaves you just, like, feeling like you got punched in the gut is just... It's something I haven't had from a horror movie recently, and I would highly recommend this if you're a fan of horror movies. Maybe don't watch it in the dark at midnight like I'm doing. But, you know, I'm I'm just insane, so... That's... That's me, I guess. But anyways, thank you to everyone who decided to stop by and take a listen to today's episode. Each and every week you all come by and take a listen. It means a lot to me. I just want to keep getting these out to y'all. Hopefully I can keep them out coming on a Thursday instead of being delayed like they have in the past couple weeks. But once again, thank you to everyone who stopped by and listened. Well, thanks again to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. I mean, without Anchor... This would be so much more difficult. I mean, I'm sitting in my room watching a horror movie that almost made me have five heart attacks. And it's all thanks to Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. And uh, and a shout out to the Taiwanese listeners. The number's been dropping, but I still recognize y'all. And that's all I really have to say for this week. Uh, Once again, I'm so glad that you all stopped by. And now... I'm going to go post up in the corner of my room with a baseball bat. Because if not, I'm probably going to have night terrors and end up in a box. Anyway, see you all next week. necessarily serial but really spread out and not just regionally but over time the first one i found dates back to the 60s the 1960s